All right, it's time to get the show on the road. Time to get the show on the road. I got my coffee makes me poop mug. We're ready to go. Got coffee in the coffee makes me poop mug. Otherwise, you just have a mug. Some professional tips. Let me let me give you some wisdom as a professional Gen Xer. Give you give you kids some tips. If you don't have coffee in the coffee mug, then it's not a cup of coffee. It's just a coffee mug. These are deep philosophical things you'll get to when you get gray hair in your beard. And most of your women will have beards by that time. <laughs> oh, 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 tired Cappy. Kind of woke up. <clears throat> I get up. There's a procedure. Let me tell you another thing about old people with gray hair. You will get into a procedure as regular as if you were in basic training. You're getting up. You're taking your shit shower. Shit. I mean, like your system will adapt. So Cappy wakes up and... uh Instead of immediately getting out of bed, which you're compelled to when you were younger, at least back in the days when we paid off our own student loans. How old do I sound already? Back in my day, we paid our own rent and bought our own food. Except now it's funny when you look back. It's like, yeah, you you should pay your own rent and buy your own food. And now you enlightened millennials and Gen Zers with nothing but fucking poison in your mind. I should be entitled to have everything taken care of. I want free coffee and a free job. You're just a bunch of pussies there. I think we summarized that up. That's the entire political analysis, all the intergenerational barbs and quips. You're just a bunch of pussies. Get a fucking job. That's how simple it is. So the procedure is, I get up in the morning because you don't have a choice. Unless you're dead. And the phone. And the coffee goes on. Like, I got to get up and I got to go poo. So I go poo. And once you go poo, you can't can't go back to sleep. That's it. That's too, I don't want to use the word traumatizing, but that's too big a movement. To like go back to your systems up. Like, well, we just took a poo. We're not going, we're not shutting the system down now. We fired up half the system. Let's go. And then you get a cup of coffee, which had been pre-programmed to brew. And you take your cup of coffee and then coffee makes you poo. And you have a, a second morning poo. And then, then begins the process, the procedure, the game. Called, how long will it take my fucking girlfriend to get the fuck out of my apartment so I can get to fucking work? It's a great game. You all play. <laughs> it, in the olden days, like, oh, you got to catch the bus. You got to catch the train. I get to, to work. Now, because this fucking Wuhan flu. Now it's like, oh, get to work, whatever. It's like, get the fuck out of here. This is a, a cathedral. This is a chapel. This is a synagogue of the production of GDP, what I'm doing right now. And admittedly, it doesn't sit like there's none of the visual tells. Like I'm still in my pajamas. My eyes are barely awake. But I can literally go from taking my second morning poo after my first cup of coffee to work. And that's what I do. And then I got a fire. What do you think of this scarf? What do you think? Get the fuck out of here is what I think about the scarf. It's not that bad, but honestly, it's just like, like work is like you go into some people who who worked in agriculture if you if you've picked fruit or picked vegetables but let's say it was your own fruit and vegetables you're not working for a farmer all right but even in that case you're paid a wage okay you see all this fruit 
hanging from this tree, low-hanging fruit. Except in my case, it's money, which is the same thing. You pick fruit, you get money. Okay, we got it. And, and there's bundles of $20 bills hanging from these trees. I'm like looking, and I got this adult child asking me, what do you think about these pants? Get the fuck out of my way, woman. I got to go pick some money. Just rows of it, as far as the eye can see. And Lord knows if, if, this, if this bountiful crop is going to remain. I got to sit here answering your questions. What kind of shoes do you wear? It's called get the fuck out of your shoes. Those are the type of shoes I want you to wear. <clears throat> She's trained very well. It's still, I, and I am the one at fault. I will admit this. My personality, you may not know this, is a little, little tightly wound, little type A. And in my perfect world, the girl would be out and done from the time she gets up, five minutes. That would be the perfect world. Get the fuck out of here. Which we know that's not going to happen because, you know, girls, they got hair and things and stuff like that. But it's like, man, get <laughs> And they all know at the very end, like they they look like they're going to leave, but they're faking it. It's a fake, fading to the left. Right before they get through the door, turn around and he pelt you with a bunch of fucking worthless questions. What do you think we should have for lunch? Shut the fuck up and get out. The man has to work. <clears throat> I know your precious little adult teenager minds. Ooh. I have to worry about the communists. I have to worry about taxes. I got to worry about a mortgage. I got to worry about basically. Get the hell out of here. Oh, women, you're so cute. You're so cute. You're almost like adults. I'm going to stay on top of this real quick. We got news today. Going to be boring, quick, probably quick podcast today. Um, Because I got to clean up. The inbox. Then I'm going to drive out to South Dakota. Not even from my house. Not even really. It's just, just to get out of here because our governor, um, uh, the bloated pussy, uh, he's he's cracked down on stuff. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You can leave. It's called capital flight. I've been meaning to do that for quite some time. Maybe that's why I'm so agitated. I, the sooner you get out of my way, the sooner we can leave this fucking shithole state. Ha ah! But I want to watch the TV shows. I'm kidding. She's not that bad. But there are, it's all some level. Just, just so you know, when you get yourself your unicorn, she's still 100% genetically woman. Still going to be. What if, if it's about clothes or shows or food? I don't have an opinion. Now get the fuck out of here. Ooh, can't wait for my recording studio. Cannot wait. Wake up right after that second morning poo. Close the door, soundproof, boom, off to the races. And I don't resurface until 5 p.m. until all my work is done. Where were you? I'm jerking off the point. They, they wonder, like, they don't think. They really don't believe you're, like, slaving away, kicking ass, taking names. Like, what did you do? I, I, 
I fucked a rabbit. What do you what? Yeah, I, I, today was rabbit fucking day. It, it's it's Wednesday, right? Thursday. T- Thursday is rabbit fucking day. Let's go fuck some rabbits. Me and the guys, we got together. Rabbitfuckersareus.com.org. We're a nonprofit, 503C. And all the amount of production that I'm going to do. Oh, the uninterrupted production. Uh, Cappy weighed in this morning and down 28 pounds. There you go, Jason. There you go. Halfway there, typing this for my iPad on the treadmill at the gym. Your podcast helped with cardio. Good. Yeah, cardio is um, it's time consuming. That's what really cardio is. Great way to lose weight, though. Good for your heart health. Did six miles yesterday. Ran six miles. Did pretty well. It was the first six mile shot I I made in quite some time. Um, because I I was sick, probably with the Wuhan flu. Our great and merciful Corona champ, bless us all. Um, and then kind of got. Got it better. Walk. Did a couple three mile runs, short little piddly three mile runs. Then yesterday, I'm like, enough of this bullshit. I'm not coughing any more than I normally do. Let's go. Banged it out. Just fine. I've been to the gym in Wisconsin three times on my go fourth time. Getting back. Getting back. You know what? If, if, once a year you get sick. If you're just down three weeks, that's fine. And I was down opportune time between it was Thanksgiving and also down to write the book. So you know what? I was stuck in the bed. This is my author writing uniform, if you were wondering. About 8% of the book was written in this. But yeah, that's uh, every morning, man. Just get up. And then it becomes very methodical or very meditative. You just go you go on your walk and listen to your podcast. I'm going to tune in to Hurt Flinging Monkey when I work out today. Dropped, a, I think, a five-hour podcast, him and the guys. Holy cow. Who you could find on BitChute. Um, BitChute.com, TFM. Look him up. Uh, oh, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. Hang on, hang on. Judd Grover. Judd, do you go to bed, man? Or are you like, you're just always here, man. Uh, for two bucks, the problem is people equate the word free to magic. Yes, yes, there is nothing that's free. There's nothing that's free. The only people that get things for free are uh, good-looking gals. And uh, New Zealand did a study that everyone's been trying to bury, but it went viral, so it's impossible now to do it. But they show that women are like a net negative consumer of $200,000 of money. Now, that's New Zealand Kiwi dollars. I don't know why that translates to American um, but they do get things for free because you guys, oh, they got the pussy. Huh? When you ask, how do I get the girls? You're really not asking that. You're, how do I get the pussy? I'm going to say it again because I've, I've moved and I'm an economist. I'm very literal and critical in my assessments. You get the pussy by paying for it. Now, how you want to pay for it, it's up to you. You could go through the procedures, the traditions, and dating and courting and listening to a girl on a coffee daily. Oh, wow, you do dog rescue too? You like to travel? Oh, you your feminism is really a big... <laughs> and still pay for the date. Or you go to Vegas, or you go to the, the arrangement of the seeking, and you just pay. <laughs> and, and it's a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. Even... <clears throat> Adjusting for younger men, the philosophy was, as you get older, as a man, your money, you you make more money. So your opportunity cost is higher. 
And if you're making good cash, without a doubt, paying for it. Okay, you're all going to pay for it. I mean, paying cash, not bartering and going through the fucking circus of dating and courting, okay? Because if you're just looking for some play, all right, this is this is what we're talking Love, that's different. You got to go play the circus. If you're just looking for some play, just go pay because you're going to pay anyway. But we're talking cash, not barter. Um, the philosophy was that the older you are, the more money you make. And then, yeah, obviously, saw this guy who he had to be a surgeon. Just this very ugly man, too. Ugly face. He was in shape, but he had an ugly face. And you're like, oh, well, that's, that's not a good-looking man. Look at that hot chick. He's like, what the heck? I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on here. And sure enough, he gets into this uh, Mercedes. I couldn't tell what it was about him, but I just knew he wasn't faking it. I was like, this guy's got cash. He really does have cash. And I, I speculated he was a surgeon or something, something very high up, and probably paid around $500 an hour, somewhere around. I could be wrong. Just think about that. Well, okay, he's got to go out. Okay, three dates, three hours each. Let's say 10 hours. And that doesn't even include you guys swiping right for an hour every day. Prorated at $500, that's 5000 bucks. Bullshit. Bullshit. He's not going to waste his. And not to mention, he's probably a surgeon, somewhat intellectual. You think he wants to talk to, to Bambi the bimbo about her whatever degree? Are you kidding me? And that was five, six years ago. I'm like, oh, I made, not that I didn't make the connection, but it was even more apparent to me the concept of opportunity cost. It's so bad now that even if you're a young guy, you're not making that much money. Well, think about how much time and effort you guys spending, you know, going out dating and all that other stuff. You're looking at 30 hours per lay maybe of labor. Let's say you make $10 an hour, which is pretty low, right? That's $300. All right, well... If you do that over the course of, you put an extra 30 hours a week per month, it's not impossible. You get laid once per month by a different gal. Hot and, and, and no headache. Bye. Just the most honest people, ladies of the evening, because we are pro-sex worker here. The, the economics are just compelling. Go get the book, the book of numbers. It's out, paperback and Kindle. Uh, but the numbers are just depressing and shocking and I mean, but I'll, I'll leave it. <clears throat> but uh, yes, people believe in free. It's all free. Uh, Adam Smith on Hayek, two bucks, please cure depression in us. Non left the sad time right here. What are you talking about? I, I did this. I already did this. <clears throat> Sandy is the future of wealth. This is your, this is your pill. It's a small one. Look at that. It's nothing. Just a, a little, I don't know, 16, 20 pages. Oh no. 46 page essay. Well, 16 pages printed off on 8 by 12. There you go. That's also available in paperback and Kindle. Uh, Adam Smith on Hayek, two bucks. I swipe yes on U of M gals now to learn Cappy's pain. Uh, it's It's been 25 years since I went to college. The girls are different. The, the generations are different. Um, I don't... It's a completely different world, but it has not improved. There were times I remember in the nineties, hang in the nineties, girls wore dresses. Occasionally they comported them. There were, there were good looking girls on campus. The emo, uh, proto SJW slicey, my wrists, tattoos. Uh, it was called grunge. That was beginning 
but when we're nowhere near as obese, you could you could reliably expect to see about oh, in a in a class of I think it's a good size class out of out of a class of thirty people, there'd be at least five or six good looking gal, really good looking gals. You know, there was there was a reason to go to war in the morning. You'd get up, have your two poos, and then you go. Leonard Nee, new guy, two euros. Would you rather ten for ten intelligence or ten for ten charisma? Uh, it would depend on my goals in life. If I just want to have a good life uh, and achieve things, uh, legacy, which is what I probably more align with, I go 10 for 10 intelligence. Um, unless you're talking Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, 10 for 10 charisma, you'll do very well. You'll be very successful, da, 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 but you will not have that intellectual pursuit. So, for example, let's take two billionaires, uh, Mark Dayton, who inherited his money. And is a fucking idiot. And I don't mean that to slam on Mark Dayton because I don't like him. He's a moron. He is a dumb person. He is a low IQ. Maybe he has a high IQ, but he's never been challenged in his life, so he never had to exercise his brain. Uh, just, just a very dumb guy. Then take Bill Gates or an Elon Musk, also billionaires. Who had the more interesting, engaging life? And I would say Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, someone who earned it. And the reason why is that, okay, they got all their money. It's all bought and taken care of. Uh, but at least they have this story. They had this challenge. They had this odyssey, the journey of, what is it? The, the hero's journey of sorts, which I think is probably the most important thing in life to have. Now, I'm, I'm you know, I always change my philosophy. But I was thinking like, okay, let's say the communists take all my money. Well, they're, they're forever. Again, read this book. They're always going to be miserable. I truly believe that. But one thing I'll have that, leftist or a Mark Dayton or an Ocasio-Cortez will never have is that I overcame a challenge that there was a problem there there, there's a movie and maybe this is a better way to look at it analogize it to a movie do you want to watch a movie where everyone's just rich and, and, and nothing bad happens there's no challenge there's no problem there's no there's no nothing it's just rich people golfing and drinking espresso and, and drinking alcohol. And, and, you know, how fun of a party would it be at the Dayton estate? Well, Thaddeus, nice ascot you have there. I guess I bought it at our daddy's company. <laughs> Thank God for great granddaddy. Otherwise, we'd have to work for a living. Cheers. I think I'm going to run for office. <laughs> Uh, how how exciting, you know, how's, how's the Christmas, how's the Thanksgiving dinner? But then, like, let's say you're a blue-collar family or, you you know, a regular. I'd rather go to some blue-collar family, you know, some kind of poor family where Thanksgiving, you know, zipping each other. You got to be quick, got to be clever. But what movie would you rather? Well, I'd rather watch the movie of some, you know, uh, uh, not Dre. Dre's movie, Dre's movie would be better, nonstop Dre. The other black guy in the army. Why can't I think of him? Pittsburgh programmer. Um, brilliant man. It doesn't matter. Um, Ed Lattimore. There's a much more interesting story. And he gets to star in that movie. So that when Ed dies, he's going to say, damn, that was a good ride. That was a good story. Because you can't take it with you, all the money. What's Mark Dayton got to say? Uh, I drank a lot and I did drugs and I was a teacher. And then I was bored. I run for public office and I got in. And then I ate food. I never had to worry about nothing. There are no problems in my life. And then my wife divorced me. I divorced my wife. I'm not sure. And then I married a 32-year-old who was in it for my money. But it's true love. 
By the way, prostitution. I don't want to hear you. Probably completely not only legal, but morally acceptable too, from all sides of the political spectrum. And who what, who do you want to live? What what kind of life? And look at this dumbass shit I got going on here. Why well, patrol? And it sucked. It sucked. But going through patrolling and security and living in basements that that forged intelligence and maybe wisdom more. Um, so by the time I die, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have the intelligence or even like say someone who's a physicist or a, a chemist, you know, like they're, they're exploring the, the world. They're getting down to quirks and quarks at the subatomic level. We're trying to figure these things out. <clears throat> like, Oh, we, we did this. We discovered this thing that now allows whatever nuclear energy or something like that. That's a way, you know, uh, Edward Teller probably has a much more interesting life than, yeah. well, I was going to say you Hefner, maybe not. <laughs> he was pretty smart too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as a young man, I probably would have gone for charisma because I wanted to get the girl saw. But after you get enough of the girl saw, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's not that exciting, is it? I'm going to go for intelligence. I think that's what I'd do. Will you send a copy of your book to Chad's mom for Christmas? Uh, no, Mrs. Elkins is a nice, sweet lady. And she, you know, kind of like my mom. You just, you just let moms be. Let moms believe in the lie that their sons are good people. <laughs> Not the debauched, amoral douchebags we are. Just let, yes, mom. Yeah, I went to church, mom. Yeah, yeah nice girl, mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love you too, mom. No, God, not doing no. I wouldn't. Moms just want their nice little boys to be nice little boys, and you should indulge them. And well, it's it's rude. It's in a you just you just you, you let moms be. Okay, your your goal. I've, I did a video on this coming up Christmas or right at Thanksgiving. Coming up Christmas or any big family event. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Just anytime you're on your job is to make mom happy. That's it. I don't care what problems you got with your uncle or your siblings. There's no arguing. You make mom happy. That's it. That's your goal. And then mom is allowed to believe in the world that we all have the June and Ward Cleaver family and we're all getting along and and you don't ruin... That's kind of like her second... Like all women have their day. Well... Not millennial spinsters. <laughs> anyway, uh, after your mom had her day marrying your dad, who she promptly divorced, there are other her days, and those are usually family gatherings, weddings, uh, birthdays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You let her have her day. Make mom happy. I don't care if it's Kwanzaa. I don't care if it's, uh, what's the Jewish... Um, the menorah. They like the menorah. Why can't Hanukkah? I don't care if it's Ramadan. You make mom happy. Set aside that Ahmed stole uh, Jamal's goat. I don't care what. You make mom happy. And so, uh, no. We, we, there's no reason to introduce them to this world. Judd Grover, two bucks. Sleep is for the week, happy. Laughing out loud. No, it's my day off. Okay. So that's it. And Am Smith von Hayek, two bucks. Moral to sleep with wife or girlfriend or liberal or dead. What? 
Adam, can you drop the extra two bucks so you can spell a full sentence? I don't know. It's moral to sleep with women. There's nothing wrong with sleeping with women. Well, they want to sleep with you, okay? That's about the only requirement. And I don't care if they're Democrats or liberals. Most women are, are Democrats, leftists, obviously. I mean, I would never marry a leftist or a Democrat. Uh, have sex with? Yeah, you don't have a choice. Uh, Adam Smith von Hayek, two bucks. My ex is mad. I mocked her dad for to for go to Obama rally. Okay. Well, let her be mad. And Adam Smith von Hayek again for two bucks. Dating Catholic girls versus Jewish gals for cat. Not a lot of experience dating uh, Jewish gals. Not a lot. Even though I do hail from that tribe, I guess, of horror anyway. Um, the Jewish population, not that big in Minnesota or Wisconsin either. So I think a lot of that has to do with it too. Fair amount of Catholic girls. I'm sure I dated them, but I really, I don't really know if we talk religion. Um, I, I guess I, I got no experience. I mean, even if I did date Catholics, I'm going to say, Oh, I dated Catholic girls and you know, Catholic girls, X, Y, and Z. I didn't, mm -mm. I've dated Christian girls of the, uh, Protestant faith. Um, I could speak competently about that. They're all liars. They will, they are not Christians. They are all using Christianity as a, a weapon against you as leverage to say, well, I can't do that because of my religion. It's like this magic shield they carry around. Uh, and they're just extracting time, money, resources, and attention out of you. Some of them are even wicked. They'll like, just like to make you dance. <clears throat> so I would, especially girls that go to Christian colleges, just avoid, just, just, Take a secular girls are way better than Christian girls. Absolutely. Catholic don't know. Uh, and Jewish don't know. I must have dated a Jewish gal. I must have. Uh, a part of Cappy has the hots for Fran Dresser. Hey, Fran Dresser was a good looking gal in her youth. She was a good looking gal. I mean, you can't let her. You can't gotta look past that. Another thing, Francis Bavier. Uh, what's her name? Uh, more commonly known. Aunt B. In the Andy Griffith show, you look at her when she was young, every single one of you guys would go make a deposit into that bank. And Smith von Hayek, for some reason, the religious gals put out for me. Well, good for you. That's good. All right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to nuke my coffee. We're going to take a real quick break. Then we're going to get to the news because we got to get all the news. We got to get this uh, fan mail and all this other stuff. I'll be back. All right, 
George Lucas says selling Lucasfilm to Disney was very, very painful. Well, George Lucas pocketed a cool $4.05 billion when he sold Lucasfilm to Disney. The director said selling his company was very, very painful nonetheless. <clears throat> Does he regret it? That's what I'm questioning. Lucas sold the company behind movies like Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises in 2012 for $2.2 billion in cash and a further $1.85 billion in stocks. It meant relinquishing the studio he founded in 1971, allowing Disney to forge ahead with the new Star Wars trilogy. In quotes emerging from the Star Wars archive, 1999 to 2005, book recently published by Tosh, and Lucas said in an interview that at the time he began to mull selling, he was starting a new trilogy of movies himself. I talked to actors, and I was starting to gear up, Lucas says. I was also about to have a daughter with my wife. Is that the one that went crazy? Is that Steven Spielberg's daughter? Takes 10 years to make a trilogy. Episodes 1 through uh, 3 took from 1995 to... 2005 in 2012 i was 69 <laughs> having a kid at 69 <laughs> i understand he was busy he, he did some great things do i want to go through this again finally i decided i'd rather raise my daughter and enjoy life for a while that's good that's good i'm glad he did that guy's got billions uh and he actually decided he knew what was important in life that's good he, he decided to raise his daughter of course his daughter would have been his granddaughter's age but yeah uh, well, there was a way that men could focus on their careers, make lots of money, achieve great and, and amazing things, and support his and have children. Well, there was a way, and then somebody might look after the child and raise the child. Well, there was something we could do about that. You think it's possible? He goes on to say that he's one of those micromanager guys and that on The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, I tried to stay out of the way, but I couldn't. I was there every day. Spent my life creating Star Wars 40 years of giving it up was very, very painful. He continues, but it was the right thing to do. I thought I was going to have a little bit more to say in the next three decades because I'd already started them, but they decided they wanted to do something else. Things don't always work out the way you want. Life is like that. <clears throat> booty boo, booty boo, booty boo. There you go. And now we have, it doesn't even feel like Star Wars. It really doesn't. It, it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, hey, you got Samuel Jackson in. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes it cool. Oh, all right. It just, it really, it's like when, uh, like the a small little restaurant decides to franchise and expand, and it's the food that's at the franchise offices is nothing like the original. You're like, I know you got the brand name. I know you say this is, you know, whatever, Chipotle or Potbelly. Doesn't taste like it. What do you want to do here? Elon Musk moves to Texas, takes jab at Silicon Valley. I only have one question as economist. It's about fucking time. What took you so long? I, what, what don't, okay. There is no doubt in my mind that these tech billionaires and even the tech professionals you're very intelligent people. What? Why? And you can do math better than I could ever hope to do. What don't you get about saving like nine percent of your income not living in California? What don't you get about? Is that too? Is that too simple? Like you're only capable of understanding calculus and above. And when I come out, do you want to save nine percent? Do you guys know what coupons are? Damn good coffee. Yeah, how long has he been there? 
you you could have you could have set up in Texas this entire time. How many hundreds of millions might you have saved? Uh, Tesla Incorporated chief executive Elon Musk said he has moved to Texas, taking aim at Silicon Valley and becoming one of the highest profile executives yet to leave California during the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> I love how they throw that in. No, it's high taxes and regulations, you idiots. He said relocating made sense with Tesla's new factory being built in Texas. He lamented that ta- California, in his view, had become complacent with its innovators. Mr. Musk, companies continue to maintain extensive operations in California, and other tech firms are expanding their presence there. Yet his decision to move underscores a growing discontent, particularly among wealthier tech professionals. I, really? Was it the left's hatred of people that have three cents more than them that got you? What, 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 really now? Wealthy, really, huh? That's not your money. You didn't build that. With the cost of living in the state, a pre-pandemic real estate crunch and clogged roads. Well, there's not a real estate crunch now. Clogged roads? Really? Oh, now we're getting... What am I? I'm, I'm not a genius. I went to L.A. like 25 years ago. I said, fuck this shit. I'm not dealing with this traffic. What Am, am I the only one? Hey, we should be able to commute from home with this internet thing. Why are we investing so much in dot-coms or real estate? Hey, worthless degree, what are you going to do with that degree? No, these are all way too advanced, complex shit. Now, now, Elon Musk, probably one of the smartest people in Silicon Valley. Hey, did you know we waste a lot of time commuting in this here traffic? Like, holy shit, Socrates over here. Look at you. Taking up residence in Texas comes with personal benefits for Mr. Musk. The state doesn't collect income or capital gains tax from individuals. The auto executive qualified this year for billions of dollars in stock option compensation as part of a pay package agreement, making him the second richest person in the world. During the spring, when Mr. Musk was sparring over coronavirus shelter-in-place orders to shut his factory near San Francisco, California, Governor Newsom told CNBC he was not worried about Elon leaving anytime soon. Oh, you Marxist parasitic fucks think we're just your slaves, don't you? They can leave the plantation anytime. Like, there's got to be something where... Women think they can get so fat and disgusting and treat men like shit, generally speaking. And leftists think you just like could take all the money from all the productive people in the world and they're not going to leave. Like there's not going to be consequences. I I still don't understand. Like, okay, girls, I get it. You got the magic pussy. You'll get men to do the dumbest shit ever. I've seen it. I was it. Okay. But what the fuck is it about a state where you can leave to 50 others? So why do you why do you Silicon Valley people stay there? Why does any rich person stay there? I know one guy, oh, the weather's great. Oh, the weather's great. Well, why don't you visit and save yourselves billions of dollars? Uh and said the state was committed to the car maker's success. We may not be the cheapest place to do business, but we are the best place to do business. Mr. Newsom, oh, shut the fuck up. Silicon Valley remains home to some of the hottest companies. Oh, hot, hot. Forget profitable. Forget how many people employed. It's hot. It's sexy. Uh... Airbnb, DoorDash are poised for multi-billion dollar public listings. That doesn't mean, do any of you remember the dot-com bubble? Do any of you? 
It doesn't matter how cool you are. Remember Krispy Kreme? Oh, you didn't make any money, huh? Do you guys remember price to sales? Anyone old and studied enough like me and remember like there were no profits, so you couldn't do a price to earnings or a dividends yield calculations? Yeah. Well, price to sales. I should have picked up my, my spidey senses went, wait, 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 what? Price to sales. My my spidey senses did go off. I should have heated them more. I'm like, oh, I already knew there was a bubble, but I'm like, oh wow. Not not that it was indic- indicative of a bubble, but that CNBC. And the Wall Street Journal and the London Financial Times or whatever. Uh, you guys are all fucking idiots. You're all fucking. Every once in a while, there might be a savvy, intelligent person among you. But you guys are no different than the sports announcers analyzing a game. Or the the Huffington Post or the People magazine analyzing, you know, the view, analyzing the gossip. That's all it is. None of you are power players. None of you have a fucking clue what's going on. Well, price the sales. It's like, so you're going to pay 200 times revenue. You're going to pay money to lose money. But you, but you see, their earnings are going to grow because their, their CEO said so. Oh, did he now? Uh. Where do we go? Our company is where where'd it go? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ah here. California shitty state. Keep the traffic, keep the traffic, keep the traffic, keep the traffic. Dip shits, shits, baby, dip shits, shits, baby. As tech flee Silicon Valley, rents plunge. I'd love to see San Francisco's uh, uh, budget, the city, because they rely on on property tax. I'd love to see it. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reports Elon Musk's move to Texas takes a jab at Silicon Valley. Uh, They talk about Musk, who's who's leaving. Other companies fleeing California, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, a little bit more employment than DoorDash whose origins trace back to the founding of Silicon Valley, said it planned to shift its headquarters to Texas. Palantir Technologies, Inc., founded in the Bay Area in 2003, moved its headquarters to Denver this year. Uh, CEO Alex Karp, who co-founded the company, linked the departure to what he says is a view of Silicon Valley as out of touch with American principles and societal needs. Two other prominent conservative venture capitalists, Peter Thiel. Okay, he's legit. He's the guy's uh, helped found, uh, and he's libertarian, by the way. Uh, he helped found PayPal, if I remember correctly. And Keith Raboy had cited that they see Silicon Valley's liberal politics as a reason to relocate. Mr. Raboy said he is heading to Miami. Mr. Thiel moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> Can't give up that that uh, that weather, huh? Rent dives 35% in San Francisco. The rise of remote work in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic is re- making one of America's priciest places to live. Bloomberg reports San Francisco's 35% plunge in rent shows effects of tech fleeing city. The resurgent coronavirus has, th- you're going to, you're going to, I understand you journalists need to spin it. Right? And, and there's some element of truth that the great and merciful Corona Chan has freed all of us from the commute. Bless us. And thank you. Oh, great and merciful Corona Chan. Your bounty knows no limits. But let's not 
forget the shitty traffic and the crime and the fucking taxes. And, oh, Californians are fucking insane. I mean, it, they don't stop, guys. It's not good. Get this. Get this. It's not going to stop at money. You, what, fat acceptance? Hello? It will not stop at money. They are going to go for every possible uh, uh, inequality, financial or not. And they're going to shame you if you're successful. They're going to shame you if you're thin. They're going to shame you if you're good looking. All you idiots out there with your electric cars. Ooh, Tesla. Oh, my God. We're so vain. Do you want to live in the asylum? I know you media. Oh, it's it's the virus. No, it's people don't like living with psychopathic parasites called leftists. That's really what it is. I I don't I don't hang out with leftist people because I don't need the mental pain. I don't need the delusion. I don't need the lies. It's like hanging out with religious cultists. Like everything is about Jesus. I had that back in my youth. It's like, can we shut the fuck up about Jesus? Could we maybe go play? You know, this is me at like eight years old. If I could talk as the age I do now. Can we maybe play baseball? We don't need to say a fucking prayer. Dear Lord, protect us during this baseball game. Can we just pick up the ball and start hitting? And that's what's happening in California. And yeah, the coronavirus is kind of amazing. Oh, we don't need to commute anymore. We don't need these offices anymore. And, and, and no doubt that provides a, a results in economic effects. No doubt. But let's not forget that most Californians fucking suck. You guys are Marxists. And you tax the ever-living shit out of productive people. Oh, and then you make it a nightmare mentally to suffer, you people. Fuck off. I, I just, I, I'm amazed how long it took Musk and Thiel and all these other, Thiel going to L.A., <laughs> big jump. I mean, how long do you got to get punched in the face before you leave? I don't know, maybe people like to be treated like shit. Uh... Has thrust the tech hub back into lockdown. Offices sit empty as work from home policies stretch indefinitely. And while this week's share sales of hometown companies, Airbnb and DoorDash, would typically have the city girding for a flood of wealth, many workers have already fled for the suburbs, Lake Tahoe or beyond. Nowhere are the effects more pronounced than the real estate market where apartment rents are plunging most in the country. The median rent of a studio apartment dropped 35% last month from a year earlier to 2100 while costs for one bedrooms are down 27% to $2,716, according to the data set to be released, released from Realtor.com. The declines are steepening from earlier in the pandemic, a sign that people with the flexibility to move are leaving an area that's still among America's priciest in, for housing. San Francisco's office vacancy rate has roughly doubled this year to 8.3%, driving asking rents down almost 9%, according to the real estate firm CBRE. They're legit. They are very legit. Uh, earlier this year, Pinterest. Oh. <laughs> do any of these firms make money? I just want to know, do any of them? This is just like the modern day. Look, <clears throat> California, you're as fake as the tits on your women back in the 80s and 90s. All right? You are as fake as you are in the dot-com. I bet you guys don't even make money. Does Pinterest actually make money? For God's fucking sake, YouTube doesn't even make money. Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's no different than make work government jobs. 
Oh, you're a social assistant reserve diversity director. Oh my God, I'm such a professional. You're not. You're a money grubbing whore. You, you're, you're a pay. You are. We have to pay you money to produce nothing. And it's the same thing with a lot of these dot coms, modern day dot coms, not the ninety fake ones. These legit guys. You, we people have given you their money and you lost it. <clears throat> you're not making a profit. So it's basically ego employment. I work at Silicon Valley. I'm a tech professional. Nerdy, nerdy, nerd. I'm assistant reserve development. My sociology is like, and all you do is suck away other people's money. Thankfully, in this case, it's private sector money and not the taxpayer. But you're still losing the money. You're still losers. Is Hang on. <clears throat> how it, how is Pinterest profitable? Pinterest revenue tops one billion, but profit proves elusive. This is exactly what I'm fucking talking about. What the fuck are you in business? A billion in revenue. Uh, Pinterest revenue across the billion dollar mark in 2019. So what? So what? It doesn't matter what your revenue is. What's your profits? <clears throat> San Francisco company said it expects revenue to reach about $1.52 billion in 2020 ahead of analyst projection of $1.47 billion. See, they're all focusing on sales and revenue, not profits. Uh, they're much verified merchant initially fashioned. Da, 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 da. Company shares, the shares, you idiots paid, rose 17%. You idiots paid more. Pinterest, which went public last year, hasn't yet posted a profit. You know what this is? This is like the guy who's totally jacked and totally ripped and does steroids and all the girls think he's totally hot, but he's done so much steroids. You know, he's had the IPO and his tech professionals. We had like launches and then take shareholders money, just drinking it away on champagne. <clears throat> then when it comes time to have sex, he's impotent because he's done too many steroids. That's exactly what Pinterest and all you other, I mean, DoorDash, any of these other make actual money. Pinterest ended 2019 with a loss of 1.36. <laughs> they lost as much as they had in revenue. So their expenses were twice the revenue. This is a success. Do you young people understand that the old people, my generation don't know what the fuck they're doing. Do you, do you get how many people are posing and faking it? My God, expenses twice that. <laughs> and the, the, the losses are worsening. That's like me walking up to you saying, hey, lady, I make 500,000 a year. I'm 500 G cappy. And he's like, oh, my goodness, Big Daddy C, let me go make love to you. And I say, oh, but I got a gambling habit that cost me a million. And then you all still celebrate me and pay me thinking I'm a success. You're all a bunch of fucking losers. Um, Pinterest shelled out almost 90 million to terminate its lease new downtown tower because it's rethinking where future employees could be based. You're not going to have any until you get new funding. Housing startup Open Door paid $5.2 million to end its downtown lease early. A regulatory filing showed taxes, taxes. Texas does not collect state income taxes, nor does it collect capital gains. Oh. California's top income tax rate is 13.3%. You, That's an eighth of your fucking income gone. You, that's 9% of your income gone. No, 13% of your income gone. I'm sorry. 
Well, 13 right there. Yeah, one-eighth. The highest in the nation with similar taxes on capital gains. Must qualify this year. Ba -da -ba -da -ba. Goodbye, San Francisco. Hello, Austin. Oh, then you go to the leftist part. Uh, boom. I don't even think Tesla makes money without government subsidies. So there you go. All right, let's keep, catch up on the Super Chats. So I don't fall too far behind. <clears throat> Competent man for five bucks. DoorDash is absurd. Almost $2 billion in revenue last quarter and lost hundred fifty. Right, right. Why are you in business? You're losing money. DoorDash. Can't believe the Muppets are piling in and then wonder why they lost. I... I wonder if people are just buying the assets. Like, I want to own the assets against inflation. I don't credit your average investor with that much intelligence. I don't even credit your average Wall Street investor with that much intelligence. God almighty, they got caught with their dick in somebody else's ass with that housing crisis. But yeah, exactly. DoorDash. I mean, don't, don't talk to me if your company isn't profitable. Right? I wrote about this in Behind the Housing Crash. I knew more waitresses who are more honest and hardworking and baristas and other service industry professionals in their 20s that were wealthier and more profitable than these asshole douchebag boomers who were in their 50s at the time coming in as for the multi-million dollar loans. It was all a house of cards. Big Vis 497 for 10 bucks. The second that opening note in Star Wars hits hits in the theater and you feel nothing is when you know it's over. Sad because I used to get so excited for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I saw... What was it? The first, the I saw it. No, it was not the first one. It was, um, I saw two of them. They weren't uh, part of the, the timeline solo, which was all right. And then uh, rogue one, which was a pathetic, sad soap opera. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done with star Wars. I don't know. That's I didn't watch the return of the Jedi the second time or the last Jedi or, the Jedi farts on the toilet or whatever the sequels and prequels and duplos were, were I, uh, I don't get that excited. I haven't seen a movie in ages, but neither has anyone else. See what they're doing with uh, James Bond. They are so lucky COVID hit. They're gonna have to rewrite that whole damn thing because every time they, they try and stick their dick in the, in the world public, like we're going to have a black James Bond lady. And then that, that asshole of the world tightens up on their dick tip and they're like, ooh, ooh, well, okay, but she's going to be 007, but not James. James Bond is still a, and they try and stick that in. And ooh, ooh, they clamp down on that. Keep rewriting it. Keep rewriting it. They're, they're totally fucked. They're totally fucked. They went so woke. Look how edgy we are with a black female 007. Like, wow, how unoriginal. I wonder if the rest of the movie is going to suck as well. And they're not, they will, I so am waiting for that torpedo to hit the James Bond uh, franchise. I am so waiting for them to pull that trigger as they got that gun pointed at their foot. Please, please. The fallout, watching the shit show that's going to fall out from that is going to be a better movie and show than the actual movie itself. And I almost guarantee, this is just, again, to give you, you have to have sometimes independent thinking, but you don't want to go to conspiracy theory. I don't believe for a second Captain Marvel had over a billion in legit sales. I'm sure they had sales. I'm sure they did. But I have a feeling some nonprofits or some people just spent the money to make it look like that. 
I, I have a feeling there was so there was fake money flooded into that. That, that movie didn't look, and I have a feeling that the female James Bond is going to be the same thing. The po- box office will be, look at this, da, 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 because there's enough political interest to muster up. What all they got to do is sell a quarter million dollars to, to bump it up over the edge. And then they'll say, oh, a quarter million dollars. See, 400 million. It's a blockbuster. Oh, oop, a billion. Oh, look, see, you're all wrong. The real thing is to pay attention to what happens afterwards, because I don't see him coming out with another Captain Marvel. What about the sequel? Come on, that's a billion-dollar sequel. I've a billion-dollar original. Let's do the sequel. I do want to see Wonder Woman 84. That does look good. Uh, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I almost got honey-dicked by Star Wars Squadrons. Almost. I almost bought it. And then I went online to look. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a, a SJW diversity woke fest. Uh, you, you'll you'll walk in. It's just it's the fucking Burger King Kids Club. When you're like, okay, all right, look. When I want to go up against the Empire, I want it to be a bunch of snooty British accented British people. Okay, not just regular British people, the British accented British people. And I want them sipping their tea and acting also. Well, my goodness, oh, so hot, ah. hmm, the rebels! My goodness, ah. you must be joking. That's what I want. I want to take down some snooty, arrogant, elitist British people. <clears throat> Turns out, I guess it, the, the empire is now headed up by a black chick. Does she have? Do, do, I don't even. I don't care if she has a British accent. It's like no, no. I wanted a snooty asshole with a walrusy mustache. That would have. Oh my goodness! Oh, I'll get that fucker. I'll give me my X-wing. I'll take out that guy. No, now I got shit, man. <laughs> I am the table. Uh, yeah, okay, you know what? Keep your fucking empire. Just just fucking keep it. And I guess I guess Squadrons hasn't sold so well. Uh despite being a big it looked great. Look, and you know what? It probably is fun. I don't need your political dick in my ass. I don't. I don't need it. I'll I'll go. I'll play my Call of Duty. I'll fire up my old Xbox and play Halo 1. I'll play, you know what was a really good game? Um <clears throat> what is it? Battlefield Bad Company 1 and 2. That was a great, those are two good games. Those are two, if you guys are looking, kind of like playing Kelly's Heroes, except in a modern day era. <gasps> there was a black guy in it. Oh. And he fit. He was the old grizzled sergeant who was like this close to retirement. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Sweetwater is a Jewish guy in there. Oh, her dulcet tone voice of her, of the lovely lady. Great game. And I, I, yeah, and then I see squadrons. I see this picture. It's like all oh, it's the diversity rainbow. Everyone walking forward. Like, yeah, yeah no, you, you're not getting my. It dropped down to like 23 bucks, too. Like, it, it was a $60 premiere release, and now it's down to 23 bucks. I'm like, I, I think that's, let's see how that works. So I predict what's going to happen <clears throat> with James Bond is they are going to throw so much fake money, nonprofit, whatever, not Bezos money. Soros money, the other Greek guy. Uh, they're going to throw so much money in it. They're going to make it look up. But then I want to see what happens to the rest of the James Bond. I, it, It's not that good. James Bond itself has not been that good in a long time. I saw, I like Casino Royale, and then every other Daniel Craig one has been a, a fart in church. I don't care about Vesper. He's all moody. He's not. There's no fun. If I want to watch a pissed-off guy do international stuff, I'll watch Jason Bourne. 
you know, and what's taken over, what's way more fun is the Kingsman. The Kingsman was fun. Both of them. The second one with the robot dog. Yeah, but it was it was still, that's the James Bond movie. Hey, you're going to see the new James Bond? Yeah, I'm going to go see The King's Man, starring Ralph Fiennes. Happens in World War I. Sounds interesting to me. She, man, go get herself some guns, 007. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the, the world that farted too much, whatever whatever it is. I don't, I don't know. Is is Daniel Craig going to be moody? Is he going to have a stern look on his face? Remember when you would laugh at a James Bond movie? Remember when the, the gal was in the, the bathtub and, and Sean Connery walks in? He's just like, oh, oh, good evening. Will you give me something to put on? <laughs> it's a great scene. He grabs her shoes. It's right there. And she looks at him and he just looks at her like, and yo, that's funny. Dink, say hello to Felix. Hello, Felix. Hello, Dink. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Why? Man talk. And he spanks her in the ass. Funny. Oh, God, can't have it. Remember when you used to laugh? What's his name? Uh, Roger Moore. Cheeky little lines. And you could like, ah, that's fine. Oh, look, he's clever there. Oh, look, she got him good or whatever. You could laugh. No, Daniel Craig, all serious. Fucking Lutheran pastor. Fire and brimstone. Must be real hard for Daniel Craig to learn his like five lines in the in the show. No. Yes. All right, then. Yes, Q. Wow. Daniel Craig's a good actor. I just, it's just, there was that little playful, charming. No, he's just a pissed off guy killing everyone. All right, well, I'll go watch Jack Reacher then. I, I don't. Let's see what else we got here. Unemployment up from 730,000 to 853,000 V-type recovery. Unemployment up? Or you mean employment up? There's no, there's not going to be a V-type recovery until Democrat and some Republican governors open up their fucking states. Me and Glendon Cameron, we, we had a disagreement. I thought it was going to be a V-shaped recovery because they said the lockdown was going to be three weeks. Foolish me for believing. I'm like, yeah, then I'll just open up. I didn't realize that the psychopaths and i do mean that like the michigan governor and, and newsom i i naively and foolishly assumed that even though they are self-serving above all else they would not knowingly hurt the populations that voted them in no less and i realized they just love that power they just love being able to lord power tell people what they can't do um so that they can say, I'm leading the charge. You know, our governor's kind of the same way. I'm leading the charge. I'm a leader. I'm doing what's unpopular. No, you're, you're just a power-hungry dick. You're a fucking teacher who, for some fucking reason, had a, a, a career in the military that's quite impressive. But I'm just like, how does this doesn't make sense? Something, something's wrong. Something, I, I'm missing a piece of that formula. So it's not going to be a V-type recovery. It's going to be a long, flat U-type recovery. <clears throat> Maybe we won't recover at all. Two years from now, when you're still wearing your masks and I'm over in some foreign country, you let me know how it's going. Noah Acosta, 
five bucks, dude, bro. Should I capitalize and take on many negative interest loans for my sports car, sports bar? Because negative interest means they got to pay me. Work smart, bro. <laughs> yeah, negative interest rate. When that happens, let me know. You'd have to have significant deflation. And Noah Acosta again for two bucks. Poland, Austria, and Hungary seem like the best cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm Austria. Uh, I've never been there, but I'm thinking it's kind of snooty. Kind of like Switzerland. I don't think I'd meld well. I got two speeding tickets in Switzerland without cops pulling me over. And they're very expensive, by the way. And I just kind of knew, like, my bombastic personality is not going to get along. I didn't mind it. Like in this town called Montreux, it's as quiet as a library, even though there's thousands of people around, it's quiet as a library. I'm like, maybe like old last on his legs, Cappy, who doesn't have the energy, but I just imagine I would offend a lot. They're, Austria and Switzerland are like <clears throat> the symphony halls of the world. Like, you have to walk in there with your tuxedo. <laughs> like, you got to be really on your behavior. Otherwise, you're going to upset the locals and get tickets. Poland seems a little bit more American. More like, okay, I can, I can fart in church, and I'm not going to get kicked out or get a fee. Hungry, I don't know. I'll report back. <clears throat> Um, uh, speaking of money losing operations, <clears throat> this is from the BBC Buzzfeed to take over online news site Huffington Post. This is from November. I did not know this, but let me point out again, just cause it's on the screen doesn't mean it's legitimate. Buzzfeed is the checkout line newsstands of the internet. They lie. They spin. They're no more reputable than um, your British tabloids. You, you might as well not. And they bought the Huffington Post, which is really just an arm of the Democrat Party that never made any money. So I, I don't know how much more of a <clears throat> sign you need from, from the sky to say, well, this is biased. You don't have to listen to these people. I mean, they're, they're not only, uh, what's it called, tabloids but they're political tabloids on top. It's like having cancer and AIDS combined <clears throat> to have cancer AIDS. There is no reason you should listen. Now, there's some good news here, though. I'll, I'll read through it. Solar Verizon Media will become a minority shareholder in BuzzFeed as part of the deal and invest in the combined company. The two firms also join up for advertising and sharing content and partnerships said they would create new revenue opportunities. The price was not disclosed. Yeah, it's because it was low. BuzzFeed chief... Jonah Peretti, and I think that's his picture there. There he is. He is very much a soy boy. Uh, will lead the combined business. He co-founded Huffington Post, normally formerly known as Huffington Post in 2005 with publisher Ariana Huffington, who got all of her money from her rich husband. There is no real GDP or profits being produced here, ladies and gentlemen. This is just parasites taking other people's money and playing make-believe businessman or businesswoman in the case of uh, Ariana Huffington. Uh, Huffington Post rose to prominence during the George W. Bush presidency as a site for liberal bloggers, many of whom contributed for free. BuzzFeed made its name by creating content like listicles and quizzes, saucy, which drew young audiences. It also brought on reporters for its news site. But digital media firms have struggled to draw online advertising dollars away from tech giants such as Facebook and Google. In recent, Well, how about you stop writing propaganda? 
and lies. How about we start there? Like it is so bad. You are so in the gutter. You're such a you're you're not a worthless rag. You are like a rag that someone wiped their ass with, threw it in the gutter, and like, look at this rag. Pick it up and read our shit. No. BuzzFeed and the Huffington Post both have shed staff. In May, BuzzFeed closed its newsrooms in the United Kingdom and Australia and slash, slashed staff pay. How exciting would it have been to like graduate your journalism degree and you get hired on by the Huffington Post, but you got to write for free. But you get to say, I write for the Huffington Post. Yeah, I write for BuzzFeed. And then they close the doors later because there's no money. Oh, it's amazing how... <clears throat> people over profits. Oh, if there's no profits, then how are they going to pay the people? It's all right. You're journalism. You have a master's in journalism. You must have taken economics and understood that. And now all these laid off, like there's like this little blip of hope and it all went away. And now they're all living at home, renting rooms with buddies, begging for a student loan bailout because they just know so much. Not only do they know so much, they know so much they're going to write and tell us what to think at the age of 24. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Peretti said the new deal will increase BuzzFeed's heft. Heft. What's your bottom? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Just bear with me, people. Just bear with me. BuzzFeed revenue. BuzzFeed claims profitability in 2020. Oh, wait. No, it's not. That's not allowing me to do that. BuzzFeed edges closer to profitability. Ended 2019 slightly unprofitable. Okay, so 2020 is it. You might you might turn a profit in 2020, huh, buddy? Huh? All these years. Wait. Huffington Post, BuzzFeed founded 2005. 15 years later, you assholes still aren't profitable. Don't tell me you're not being funded by political uh, uh, people. Do not tell me the money is coming from hard work and producing shit that people want. You, you are such losers. I don't give a shit about Michael Peretti being the CEO. Like you, and, and by the way, you girls are like, oh, he's a CEO. He must be so amazing. No, he's a lying sack of shit. He's a loser. He's, he's basically uh, a trust fund baby of the nonprofit world to play make-believe CEO. Of a, it's 15 years and you can't pull a profit? You rely on Verizon to bail you out and make, ooh, you knew the magic moving of the sea. Where's the ball in the cups? Oh, there is no ball. We just keep moving it around. Profit remains elusive. Yeah, like profit is hiding. Oh, shit, BuzzFeed made some right choices. I better get out of here. No, you don't have a profitable business model. You are parasitically living off of other people's hard-earned money called the investors to make believe you're actually journalists. I mean, if you measure it by that standard, holy shit, you, most of you journalists are worthless. You're parasites. Get the fuck out. Go do something else. I don't know, maybe report the news and not your dumbass 24-year-old opinion. <clears throat> heft 
by adding HuffPost readers to its audience and allowing it to tap into Verizon's ad network. Huffington Post is expected to remain a standalone brand alongside other BuzzFeed sites, including Tasty. Ooh. What's the average IQ of a Tasty reader? 12? Fuck. And BuzzFeed News. News, right? Uh Uh-huh. News. A spokeswoman for BuzzFeed declined to comment on the possibility of job losses triggered by the tie-up. Verizon Media is part of the U.S. telecom giant, uh, which is known primarily for its pay TV and mobile phone service. It acquired Huffington Post in 2015 when it bought AOL. Oh, there's a brilliant Yeah, AOL. This is a nice nice, uh, portfolio of companies you got here. AOL. uh, uh, What? Huffington Post, BuzzFeed. What else you got? You got Polaroid in there, too? Just a few years later, it wrote down the value of the properties by nearly $5 billion. Who the fuck is in charge of Verizon? We quickly realized BuzzFeed's strategy would complement Huffington, Huffington Post's roadmap, injecting it with new energy and growing the brand into the future with synergies and leverage. <clears throat> Did you guys hire someone from the Carlson School of Management to lead this fuckery? We are deeply invested in the continued success of Huffington Post, and I couldn't think of a better partner to take Huffington Post to the next level. Did you just say that, you CEO fucks? Did you just say the next level? Uh, Is that level profitability? Like 16 years of business? Maybe the next level is profitability? This is adult children. Adult fucking children. Now, thank God, everybody, because on the BBC, we now have James Clayton, and he's analysis by James Clayton. So we need James to translate this in for us, because without James, we're fucked. We have no idea what's going on, but James is going to tell us. He's going to analyze. You know, this is like like, uh, the Pelican Brief, if you remember that. Any movie or book about a reporter doing great things always gets applause and accolades by reporters. So now we have James Clayton analysis of my own industry. I'm going to analyze my own dick. Well, it's kind of wrinkly. Good size for a guy my size, my age. All right. Everybody calm down. James Clayton is here to analyze this for us. Tough times for new media. A few years ago, companies like BuzzFeed and Huffington Post were growing fast. The business model was simple. Produce viral content aimed at the younger online savvy audiences and cash in on online advertising revenue. That hasn't been lucrative as they would have hoped. Ads on digital news stories, ba 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 ba-da-ba, but I'm, I, don't, I don't need, thank you for your three paragraphs of analysis. Now related. Now, this was brought to my attention uh, by a dude out in East India. Um... Life Math Money on Twitter. Uh, nobody knows his real name, but he's, he's quite widely followed, and he's from East India. Following its acquisition by BuzzFeed, Huffington Post shuts down its Brazil and India editions. And Life Math Money was saying, so all these people who are lecturing me over in India from the India Huffington Post about socialism, we need this, blah, 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 and you da, 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 da. He's now getting it through the grapevine that all their laid-off journalists are looking for like roommate situations and moving back home and complaining about getting laid off. Now this is, this is about two months ago, month and a half ago. <clears throat> so now they're all, and Oh, it's so funny to watch. I want, we'll go through it later, but all the people that work for India, Huffington, it's been amazing working here and we really changed the way. 
Huffington Post is becoming part of BuzzFeed, but Huffington Post India and Huffington Post Brazil will not be making the transitions. Both sites are shutting down today. Today is Huffington Post India's last day, tweeted the team's editor-chief, Aman Sethi. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to go to the tweet. Huffington Post. Oh, my God, the Huffington Post, right? You couldn't, it was Huffington Post, CNN, Fox News, and Mike Dick. That was the four biggest objects in the universe. Huffington Post, well, serious, serious, well, Huffington Post. And India, uh, India, last I recall, passed the billion uh, population, a lot of people in India, big industry. Same with Brazil. Brazil, <clears throat> is Brazil 400 million? Also sizable population. So if this is the, Editor-in-chief, the editor-in-chief, he should have lots of followers, right? Like, this should be serious, big-time stuff. Here we go. <clears throat> Drum roll. This tweet is not available to me. Oh! Oh, wait. Do I have to log out? I'm not even in. It's not available to me. Profile. Oh! Okay, I did it right. Ladies and gentlemen, Aman Sefi, editor-in-chief, India, Huffington Post, 22,000 followers. <laughs> Twitter. Not the ultimate arbiter or measurement, I understand. <clears throat> but a dipshit like me has 13,000. And I have not been plugged into the media corporate entity infrastructure with my journal degree as a fucking hobbyist, some dipshit on the internet. With I never took a class in journalism. I just wrote. I got I got two thirds what this guy got. Many of you out there have larger following and audience. This, <clears throat> and this is why I always have you do, guys. Anytime you read an article by some fuckwit, some leftist lecturing fuckwit moralizer, someone who puts the religious right of the 80s to shame in terms of their superior arrogant tone or their uh, <clears throat> original empire, <laughs> click on them, find out how many Twitter followers they got and say, who the fuck are you? You're nobody. You're fucking nobody. He's somebody, but, you know, like, if I had all the steroids in the world and access to all the gym equipment and I had a free gym membership, I should be pretty jacked and ripped. And then some schmuck off the street walks in and kind of like, well, I could keep up with you pretty well without any of this infrastructure support. It's all fake. It's as fake as the fucking profits in those dot coms over in San Francisco. This is this is a generation of journalism majors desperately trying to validate their existence and their degree choice. Desperately trying to validate their worth in life through their politics. Oh, I'm not fighting the thing and this that just they don't want to admit and realize, well, I'm talentless. I got no real skill. Even with all the support in the world, 22,000 followers. I do you know when to throw in the towel? Do you know when to go and change careers? Now, with 22,000 followers, he could actually he could actually go and make a career continue on. But the editor-in-chief, 22. Mm, dumbass Cappy, sitting at 13. Palm for top. Okay, here, 
<clears throat> Here's where the dick sucking begins. Pound for pound, story for story, reporter for reporter. This is the greatest newsroom I had worked for. And I still can't quite believe I had the privilege to lead. Thank you, everyone, for reading our stories and supporting our journalism. Last week, BuzzFeed announced it was acquiring Huffington Post as part of a broader deal with Verizon Media. As part of the deal, companies will be collaborating on content syndication and advertising. That means, that means we're going to fire like 80% of you and we're just going to keep some key people around. And by the way, you're all going to write for free. And you will. You guys will. You'll write for free because you have nothing else in life. The ladies didn't want to go and get married, have kids, maybe loving mothers and wives. The men didn't want to go become engineers or computer programmers or doctors or accountants or anything like that. You all wanted to lecture us. You all thought you were more important than us and smarter than us and better than us and more moral than us. In reality, you're just a bunch of lazy fucks who didn't want to do math. You majored in journalism and had the arrogance on that. The only thing worse is a political science major who thinks that they should lead the country on top of it. <clears throat> we confirm that Huffington Post has closed its editions in India and Brazil with immediate effect. We'd like to thank the Huffington Post India and Huffington Post Brazil teams for the hard work and contribution to the organization. Enjoy the unemployment. The Daily Beast Maxwell Tanny tweeted that what appeared to be an internal comment from BuzzFeed CEO Jonah Peretti, who said the company wasn't legally allowed to take on the Brazil and India editions. He claimed that foreign companies aren't allowed to own news organizations in India, while BuzzFeed cannot operate in Brazil as one of the conditions of selling BuzzFeed Brazil. boo 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 There's no comments in the story. So there you go. That's the news. You guys feel better? You guys feel better, huh? All these fake posers kind of crashing down now. Want to be billionaire <clears throat> professional types over at Silicon Valley. All the journalism majors now having to go move back home with mom and dad. Fake it until you make it. If you don't demand taxpayers for a bailout, just like any big cooperative airlines, car manufacturers, even orchestras. Yep. Don't forget banks and students. Don't forget those two. Django Geek for two bucks. You think sex work should be legal after the Great Reset? It should be legal now. It's, it, look, sex work is legal. You have to simply have this burden of going through barter. I'm, let's be very clear. Very clear. Everyone go get the book of numbers. Analyzing the ROI and the pursuit of women. It's available in paperback and Kindle. You... Spend men spend way more on dating than women. We'll just put that all right. Men have to spend money on hundred dollars worth of dinners, hundred dollars worth of drinks, gas to pick the girl up. Then you got to go, what I don't know, movie. I don't even know if people do this anymore, like dating. Then you let's say you do it right, marriage. Okay, now you buy a ring, now you buy a house. You absolutely do subsidize your wives typically. She has her part-time make-work government job as, as an early childhood educator at a, at a kinder school. And she works from 8 to noon, and then she comes back. But she wants an SUV, the payments of which wipe out all the money she brings to the family. You continue paying and subsidizing that. right? And you get sex. Then there's a 50% chance you get divorced. And then you pay this escape clause fee called alimony in some cases or settlement depending on your state, you pay. Now, you paid in a McMansion, an SUV, jewelry, probably a wedding, probably a honeymoon, but you paid. 
And just because the money went elsewhere, then you gave her the things you bought with it. That doesn't make it not sex work. It is sex work. It all is. It's all transactional. But this nice veneer we put on this world, we're like, well, I bought her a ring and then she sucked my dick. So it's all kosher. No. Listen to me. Listen to me. Every man is a John. Every woman is a whore. And every man is a whore because everyone works for a living. Everyone. Until we get over ourselves, <clears throat> think that we're better because we bartered. Well, I bought her a car and then we had sex. So it's okay. It's like, no, you just paid like literally a hundred times more than you had to. Literally. <clears throat> sex work is legal. If you do it through barter, if you do it through cash, well, I'm naughty, naughty, naughty. That's bad. But yes, cash transaction sex work. Yes, that should be legal. Not only now, but after the Great Reset. Big Vis 497, five bucks. Hearing a lot of good things about Croatia, better off than the rest of the Balkans. Poland, I can say for sure is a safe bet. Yep, I got to get out there. Got to get out there one thing at a time. Book is done. Book is done. House might be done later. Yeah. All right, let's get to some uh, fan mail. I got to get through this. Hey, Aaron, just listen to your never work for startups video. All I can say is speaking of startups. All I can say, that was some of the best advice I've ever heard you give. I have a pretty big corporate career. and work for some of the biggest companies, like some companies that we're not going to mention. I've had two startups pan out, but even those ended unceremoniously. Um, two of which are, I don't want to identify, but they made the news. But I have tried several others. All I can say is most startups in technology and media are total bullshit. The founder and whoever funds these companies are really on acid. They have no clue how to manage or run a successful company. Last year, I was going to, I got a gig making <clears throat> a very handsome salary for one of these startups. They have dozens of one-star Glassdoor reviews. I asked the CEO about this when I came in and he said, don't worry about it. I was gone within six months. I could not tolerate being in the office. It was the worst company I've ever worked for and definitely the worst people. I struggled with wanting to create a Glassdoor review, but I haven't. Since I left, over 30 people were laid off and they all gave one-star Glassdoor reviews. <laughs> you got to go to Glassdoor, guys. You got to go. You got Before you go anywhere else, you gotta, I don't care how much money they offer you. And by the way, if you go work for a startup, you get a non-refundable signing bonus. You need that not just because of the money, but you, you can lord it over them. Like, then they got to listen to you. And then you avoid a bunch of fuckery. Like, you're not wasting, you're paying me $100,000, $50,000, whatever you want. You're not going to get it, but you're going to pay, you want skin in the game. I got $50,000 of your money. You're not getting it back. I don't care. Now I can speak freely, right? No, I'm not going to your diversity meeting. We have more important shit to do, like getting the website up. But, but, but no, I'm not going to your after hours bar party. I'm going home to my family because that's my life. And you idiots don't have lives. Uh, when I left my job in 2019, I said I would never be in that situation again. I started my own business. Even though I made 100000 the next year, I could say it was the easiest year of my life. Now I've kept my clients through COVID and things are starting to grow again. <clears throat> I know if I put all my time and effort into this business, it will go way bigger than my full-time jobs. And yes, it's 100% profitable. 1099 superior race. 
I would tell anyone you talk to to totally avoid startups unless you completely 100 believe in their leadership. I did with these two that I, even if it was not that great. Or they're funded by the largest venture capitalists in the world and have raised over 100 million. Also tell the kids to totally believe Glassdoor reviews. They are almost always truthful. Cheers. There you go. There you go. Delete that one. <clears throat> um, this was sent by Gianna. The rise of the fake commute. Those working from home may find the line between their working hours and their leisure time has become increasingly blurred. To combat this, some are adopting a fake commute to create a clearer division. One advocate of the practice suggests it has done wonders for her mental health. It is something Paula McLeod, founder of an executive coaching company. Jesus. All right, here's, here's the truth about coaches, ladies and gentlemen. Most life coaches are losers who, as a desperate last attempt to make money and support themselves, present themselves as a life coach. Now, there's some legitimacy if they've made great mistakes <clears throat> and they want you to avoid them. But there needs to be a little bit of success in there. I, I hate being called lay. I hate it. I hate it. I give advice. I give older brother advice. I am not going to be a life coach. Never. I am an economist. I'm an author. I'm anything. I'm a ballroom dancer. I'm a security guy. Jesus Christ, just don't call me a life coach. But when you are so much a loser and delusional, I'm going to become a life executive life coach. Executive. Me. I got to look this up. The stylist. She wrote for the stylist, another huge media juggernaut. Mental health one month ago. Written by Katie Harrington. Let's see who Katie Harrington. Okay, so she writes for the stylist. I wonder if she has. We could do this all day looking up these people. Refinery, all right, she's a nobody. Refinery is also like a Katie Herring. I don't even find anything. Yeah, and it's it's all chick stuff. It's all, all right. It it's it's mindless. Hang on. Has been suggested to her clients. All right. <clears throat> Bear with me. It keeps popping up. How Fira Bend helps Germans disconnect from the workday. It's talking about, I'm trying to find the girl who were her. See, if you ran an executive life coaching company, wouldn't you want to be prominently displayed and easily accessible? It's all about Germans. Okay. All right. I, I, I give up. Paula McLeod. Hang on. Let's look at Paula McLeod. Cleode. Executive. Blair. Women of Dartmouth, Chicago. 
Executive coach Paula McLeod, 78. Paula will share tools for charting your path by gaining clarity, finding confidence, and realizing competence and leveraging connection. She must have been at Carlson School of Management. A light dinner will be served. <clears throat> Mini workshop is a teaser for the invigorating and interactive weekend-long Four C's workshop hosted by Dartmouth. It will take place in Chicago. Women across the country will gather here for this event led by Dartmouth and Tuck alumni who are professional speakers and coaches. Paul McLeod, 78, chose Dartmouth because of its beauty and because she could be in the third class of women. After graduating in 78 with a self-designed major in Latin American studies. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, okay. Let's let, let see this winner here. Oh, here she is. Greater executive. Yeah, okay, Chicago. My diverse background in business helps me keep a deep understanding of challenges of today's workplace. You see how nothing, I'm an accountant who does taxes. I could program your website. I could change your oil. I could serve you a drink. With my leveraging synergies that I've learned through my 35 years of experience and understanding the complex analysis, it's my mission to make that time enjoyable and fulfilling, not miserable. I work with people who are highly successful yet are facing challenges, are happy and frustrated. You worked hard to get where you are. And all of it. I also coach people who make it fulfilling, creative people, creativity, ba da ba da ba boo she just wrote, oh, here we go. Uh, coaching, 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 keeping coaching, coaching. Director of Strategic Services, founder and president. She had one year of work. Keep starting companies. Got to have a husband taking care. I'm, I'm sorry, you have to. There's no way you made that money. No, nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. All right, well, thank you for that article on the fake commute. Daniel Way, 10 bucks. Is there a way to deflate our currency even if our debt is paid off, the money is still in circulation? Yeah, you could take the money out of circulation and destroy it. The Federal Reserve could increase the reserve requirement ratio. Uh, yeah, there's ways you could get rid of the currency. Yeah, you can deflate your currency. It's not that hard. People scream bloody murder. Crank Sinatra, 10 bucks. Yo, Mr. C, you want me to read? That's like homework, man. Going to totally dig into my hustling time. How soon can I just listen to the book O Numbers on tape? It's coming out <clears throat> in about, uh, about a week or so. Uh, Audible takes a little bit longer for them to approve. Uh, the good thing with Audible is it's immediately downloaded. So I think it will still get there in time for Christmas. Um, so it, it'll be a bit, but we're working on it. We got Kevin working on it. We're one chapter away from being done. And then he's got to do like, you know, copyright and dedication page. And this has been read by M2PG4. Uh, $1.99. Life coach. I'm a life coach. Yay. You assholes would do. I'll die. So he was an amazing life coach. You guys are all going to shit on my grave. You're all good at die. No, Dre. He was this brave and amazing, stunning and courageous life coach. <laughs> Pee up in my, in my you fucker. Uh, we are answering Dan. Miguel Angel Casillas, two dot Latin studies. This life coach really speaks to me. Yes, Miguel, but you're too stupid, Miguel. 
to understand Latin studies. You need to have a degree in Latin studies. Just because you're Latin or Latino and you've lived it and you are it, since you don't have a master's degree. Oh, by the way, of course, she's a white woman. She is a Karen. Yes, of course. And she pronounces salsa music and, and Latino sounds like this. I would like a burrito. You want a burrito? Yeah, see, si. lady, you're in Utah. Do you want a burrito or not? See, si. yeah, I'm sorry you're triggered. I'm sorry, Miguel. You can't look. I didn't know how to speak, read, or write English by the time I was in the seventh grade. I still needed teachers shoved up my ass, English teachers, to tell me how to read and write and speak. Like, we weren't able to communicate on the playground with other kids. There was no way we knew how to read, write, or speak English. We definitely needed more washed-up, middle-aged chicks telling us how I fucking... It's not an adverb, that's an adjective. Oh, fuck off. I hope you die a horrible death. Caught up. All right. Do, 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 do. Actual fan mail from a nice lady. Before I go all over to Amazon to rave about your book, this is about the this one, not the other one. I want to thank you for the best written, realistic, sometimes funny book about retirement. Oh, maybe it was Poor Richard's Retirement. I thought, okay. I read it and breathed a huge sigh of relief. After 20 years in the public school system, I decided to retire this year. I was really hoping to last longer, but the some of you might die theory of the pandemic as we hunkered down and do not have more than 10 people in a room, like what the fuck with the schools? This got me thinking and noticing they were losing many of their science teachers. Maybe I'm not being alarmist and dumb. I kind of want to live. Now I see those lunches at my desk from home, not sending out for food or going drinking with my coworkers has paid off. I'm not of... I am not the age yet of standard retirement and still have a millennial in college. Well, shouldn't they be paid for? Shouldn't they pay for themselves? Uh, going to classes remotely? Good. I raised my two children alone, one income, but my frugal ways have paid off. Good. Thank you for revealing reality after retiring, reading other retirement books that left me depressed on what I should have done. Now I actually think I may not starve or be homeless in 10 years. Uh, I can always go back to substitute teaching when the coast is clear, but maybe not. Thank you. Thank you. Regards. And we'll keep you anonymous because I don't want you getting in trouble. You could always go back and teach if you wanted. Um, the frugality does help. So that, that was poor Richard's retirement. It's from Ron. Hey, Aaron, just saw the notice about your absence due to illness. This is from November. I want to offer my best wishes on your good health and speedy recovery. I'm sure your many fans will miss your videos and hope you can resume your work soon. Regards, Ron. Well, here we are. We're back. See? Hey, here we are. Thank you, Ron. Uh, oh, I got to deal with that. All right. Deleting this. Guys, if you send me pages of a request, expect me to charge you hundreds of dollars. It's that simple. Uh, another get well soon uh, from Peter. Peter writes, hey, Cappy, sad to hear your channel that you are unwell. I hope you'll be back soon. Do take it easy for a while. You deserve it. The world needs the only professional asshole there is. Best from Germany. Take care. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I guess I have a big following in Germany. 
uh, V Gates, Alice. Uh, only wrote you fan mail once years ago, just this much. You saved me so you saved me from so much trouble just by your free stuff on YouTube. I wouldn't know where to begin. Thanks. And well, that no problem, Peter. I'm happy to help you out. <clears throat> Go buy my book. It funny, ha ha, Aaron the greedy Jew aside. Um, it does make I, I like the money, no problem. But it is awesome. Like, see, because I can't get my childhood back. I can't. And I can't legally hunt down these teachers and make them disappear like the bankers I want to hunt down and make them magically disappear in Minecraft. It's illegal. And so the, the only thing that I'm left to do is to make it like to unplug you guys from the Matrix and prevent you from having to suffer. And go. This is why one thing I want to do, another project I want to get working on. Uh, but it's, it's going to be down the road. I need to recoup is I want to get as many kids out of high school as possible. Uh, the children to college has been so dumbed down that you could take about half your, it's certainly your prereqs in the eighth grade and pass them. And if you had good parents or just, you had good self-control and discipline as a 13 or 14 year old boy or girl, you could easily pass freshman comp, all this other crap that they make you take economics. You could do it. And if you could just go, and a lot of people are like, well, don't you have to get your GED? Da, da, da. Like, no, 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 no. Just go to school. Just go to college. Go to college online. Go see if your university will allow you to attend. Get, sometimes they allow you to attend for free if you're under 18. Get a college degree. And my goal is that you'd get a college degree by the age of 18. So you just save four years of your youth. And you avoided having to go to this fucking prison called school. Ideally, you'd get a degree at the age of five, but you're not smart or old enough at the age of five and you could skip all the K through 12 education. And I know the vast majority of parents love themselves more than they love their children. And the real reason for the public schools is to babysit their kids so that the parents can go out and live their own lives and not be burdened by their own children that they spat forth into this world. So I know that's not going away, but if, you know, especially, you know, the tiger moms out there, or, you know, we're an elite class intellectually. If you guys have kids, should really see if you can get your kids just to go right to the degree. Doogie Hauser it up. Save them four years of your life. If I could just get you guys to save some time, just a year, to buy pay, you know, go online, get your prereqs out of the way there. Join the military. Don't suffer like I did. <clears throat> no, if anything, just so you're not driven insane, like what the fuck am I doing wrong? Why is every fucking Karen yelling at me and giving me C minuses? Why are girls shooting at that? The book of numbers alone. Has to, it should be mandatory reading for every 14-year-old boy. So when you look at it, you're like, okay, this is the layout of the land. It's like giving a soldier a map. All we've been doing is just taking young boys, 13, 14. You hit puberty, go out into no man's land. Hope you don't step on a landmine. No, we're not giving you a gun. Pick one up from one of the corpses out there. <clears throat> just putting them into the fucking meat grinder. At least I'm like, here's a map. Here's the trench system. Here's how it works. Here's where the positions are. When I get emails like this, it makes me feel very, very happy. Because I actually, unlike every one of you lying sack, a hypocritical piece of shit, liberal arts, social science majoring fucks, I actually do change lives. Well, you do too, for the worse. I change them for the better. I do make a difference. For good. That's about the most noble thing you can do. Saving people time and suffering. Time and less pain. Assholeconsulting.com.
so thank you, Peter. I'm gonna add that's gonna go into the book. Let's move that to the book. That goes to the book. Holy cow, this guy. Oh, I gotta interview him. Uh, just a thank you note note from Andrew. Hey, Cappy. I know you've been stressed out lately due to being sick, the house being built and other things. So I thought I'd cheer you up as I know this will cheer you up. About six years ago, I was in high school and I had no clue what I, what to do after I graduated from it. So I ventured to YouTube and searched for answers on what to do. Boy, you're the only person I know to do that. Everyone else comes up to me after they have the degree. Oh, I majored in this and what should I do now? I don't know. Have you studied what you want to do? No, tell me. And that led me to your channel. I learned many things, i.e. minimalism and realism, and it has been a huge help for me. After I graduated from high school, from, I went to college for network engineering. You know, the thing that lazy, spoiled feminists and soy boys can't do. Things liberal arts majors can't do. Of course, I had difficulty finding a job, so I found a job at a retailer that included selling technology, and thus I left fast food. Now, that's not a huge jump in terms of wage, but it's something. I learned more about technology, and I learned about the thousand things you can do at a print center and how to deal with the worst people ever. <clears throat> Eventually, I volunteered at a place. I was doing IT work. More specifically, I was moving equipment, setting up, answering phone calls, and doing a million other things. You were getting excited. Wait, you didn't start off making six figs as a senior developer? Because that's what daddy promised. That's what that's what the, the, the schools of the professors said you were entitled to. I uh, ended up landing a job at this place. I'm still there to this day. Of course, dealing with over 3,000 employees and managers and executives, there are stressful moments. Yeah, but you're, you're ensconced. That's a stable company with 3,000 employees. That's a serious operation. However, it's totally worth it. Thanks to your wisdom, I haven't just earned a degree, some certifications, and a good job. I have also learned to stay fit, let go of BS, and be a bachelor. Who's winning? This guy is. Oh, look out, all oh, you psychopathic boomer bosses. You are going to not get this guy from the clutch of your hands. I pulled him away. Oh, look out, all oh, faking or real bipolar ladies who thought you are going to get this man. I took him away from your evil clutches. <clears throat> evil clutches of the American bipolar females. No, be gone, devil. She devil, temptress, evil woman. I cast thee from this IT worker. Be gone. The power of STEM compels you. The power of STEM compels you. It's so nice to know you're not going to suffer a bipolar girl. Just that alone. That alone. Hey, little little teaser, by the way. Wait till you get to the mental health section of the book of numbers. What percent of women are mentally ill between the ages of 18 and 35? That's a joy. That's a trip. It's a little key bit of tidbit of information I wish I had when I was younger. Like, oh, okay, so I am sane, and she's fucked up in the head. Got it. I am live. I live happily. I'm making good money. I live quietly. Run silent. Run deep. Don't let any girl know. Don't let anybody know. You're just a bill on Capitol Hill, man. You just, you just run silent. Run deep. So I hope this made you feel much better. Your efforts are not in vain because you're not a fish bicycle kuantaha who graduates schools into universities. Okay, but seriously, thanks, Andrew. Well, thank you very much. That will also go into the book <clears throat> oh i gotta we'll delete this 
Um, so just so you know, Asshole Consulting is open. I am taking requests. But if you didn't know, with the name Asshole Consulting, I charge money. And I've been getting a lot of high school. Like, if you're, I'll tell you this. If you're in high school and you send me a request, I'm very prone to just delete your email. Uh, I will respond to it. But if I don't hear back from you, I'm not following up. Because every high school kid's like, Shay, I'm in high school. Uh, can I get free? No, fucker. You live at home for free. You don't pay rent. You got money. Give me your fucking money. It's not a fucking charity. I'm not your fucking teacher. I'm not your mom. And I'm not your ball as sack of cuckold dad. I'm your older brother. You never had. And you definitely want, but don't want at the same time. Uh, um, oh, this guy. Uh, Jackson, <clears throat> I haven't forgotten you, buddy. I haven't forgotten you. You know what? Let me tell him I haven't forgotten him. He not be tuning in. Took some time off. And by time off, I mean like I played video games for two hours yesterday. Uh, Noah, did you want this one or not? I'm deleting this. Oh, this is the asshole consulting. Uh, maybe I do have to do it. All right, we caught up. We caught up. We caught up. Caught up. Oh my god, oh, I got so much work to do. <clears throat> All right, Adriano Ramos, were you supposed to have a live stream with Coach Red Pill? Yes. Um, down the road. Uh, he just emailed me yesterday. He's busy. I'm busy. Um, so we'll we'll have this. Uh, it, it might be 2021 because. Christmas and all that. And I'm driving to South Dakota. Adriano Ramos, two Australian uh, dollars. You and David Hasselhoff are very big in Deutschland. Yeah, yeah. Das ist richtig. Ich bin sehr gross auf Deutschland. I'm sure I just butchered that. I'm sure that's. Dude, I wish I was as big as David Hasselhoff in Germany. I'd, I'd be, I'd be done with that. I'd, there'd be plenty of, of, uh, well, there's no more Deutschmarks, is there? be plenty of Euros coming in. I remember Helmut Kohl. Miguel Angel Casillas, five bucks. Hmm, intelligent America, German, and other and worldly humans drawn to the gravitational pull of this millennial Gen Z life code. <laughs> I'm not entirely ashamed. Also, I heart tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? How can you not like tacos? It's like not liking chocolate or ice cream, of which I've met some weirdos, but that's just, it's like tacos are great. Competent man, two bucks, uh, two bucks. New book. Who is the model on the cover? No, there's, it's not a model. It's just a, it's a silhouette. It, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to ask Rolo, Rolo design it. Maybe it was fashioned after a woman, uh, but I think someone probably drew it. And yes, I know it does look like a penis and it's her foot and people are like, you should edit that out. I'm like, no, you guys keep talking about it. So we're just going to leave it there. Cause oh my God, did you see this gossip, 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 gossip. Keep forwarding that link, boys and girls. Yep, just keep, you retweet that. Say, oh my God, the penis. You keep retweeting that. The competent man for five bucks. One of my prospective girlfriends within the last few years was on antipsychotics, but would also drink too much every few months and end up in the hospital. Wow. You're not supposed to mix those two. They they explicitly tell you not to because you end up in the hospital. 
perspective. I hope you took the red pill, competent man, recently. Because, like, any time, look, forget the drinking. She's on antipsychotics, disqualified. Look, guys, you have a right not to have a miserable life. I'm not saying you got a right to a wife. You don't have right to sex. You don't have right to a girl. You don't have a right <clears throat> to female company. You do not have a right to other people's time. You do have the right not to have your life made miserable by another person, male or female. But since you guys need the power, you you are all bowing down to the altar of the pussy. You need the power of the pussy. I need to go to the light. You will tolerate the worst conditions and behavior for women possible. It's just simple rules. Simple rules. You're on meds? All right, I understand if it's... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like She, she suffered true post-traumatic stress in Iraq. All right, okay. Maybe a real high-end, really you know, working 80 hours a week investment banker type. All right, maybe you need a little Xantax or whatever. But lithium? It, it's sad. And, and this is one thing, if, if I was younger, I'd have to do it. But you boys really have to go and start becoming couth. You have to educate yourself about what different prescriptions are. So that when you go pee and you look at her medicine cabinet, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're right. You're not supposed to. But you're not supposed to fake having a mental disorder either. <clears throat> or lie about it. And you're like, oh, is that what that is? Oh. Hey, I remembered. I, I got a thing. I'm out. Will you call me? Sure, I will. They end up in the hospital. Miguel Angel Casillas, we got two thumbs up and disposable bachelor money to piss away on whatever the heck he pleases, but not limited to super chat. Oh, wait, who's got two thumbs up? And disposable batch money to piss away on whatever the heck he pleases, but not limited to super chats. This guy, not me, but Miguel. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it funny? Like the day's coming. All these guys, you know. And there's a lot of guys out there. Oh, we've had them before. Some of you are in the audience where you played your cards right. You got no debts. You have a house paid off. You got a quarter million dollars. You're 31. Like, what do I do with all this? What are you like? I, I don't know, man. You're, you're, you're further down the field than I am. You, you, you got to figure that out. But if you want to drop some super chats in this way, sure. <clears throat> Girls will say, what do you spend your money on? Eh, super chats. Eh, I like this guy. Why do you buy dinner for me? Because uh, it's a, here. I'll tell you this. This is the asshole consulting guarantee. Aaron, Cappy Caps guarantee, 100% quality guarantee. I guarantee you, oh, the coffee's done. I guarantee you, your Super Chats will have a higher ROI than any money you spend on a gal. There you go. That's my that's the Cappy Cap guarantee. The money you spend, I could go, with you, you could give me a $100 Super Chat. I go, do armpit farting noises. And that is still going to be a higher ROI than what you're probably going to get with a, with a girl with a $100 date. Not to sound MGTOW, not to sound Black Pill, the numbers, <laughs> the actuarial audited numbers. So that's the asshole consulting, can't be kept 100% guarantee. You'll have a higher ROI of the money you spend on me than you will a woman. That's not that high of a hurdle to jump. Oh, Cabinet Man, five bucks. Prospective girlfriend. I did disqualify her as problems came out as she pursued me. She was still seeing her baby daddy. That also had a new girlfriend. What a mess. Uh, guys, guys, 
Go listen to Tom Lycus. You go listen to St. Lycus. Okay. Then maybe you pick up Rational Mail. Rolo, uh, not Rolo. Uh, Rich Cooper's got a new book, uh, book called The Unplugged Alpha. And really get that book in numbers. I, I really want to take my hand and slap all. It's like all the men lined up in the United States and the Western world. And I just ran across America slapping their faces, waking you all up. Unplugging you just, I'm all trying to unplug you from the matrix. Look at the fucking numbers. <clears throat> Clear vision for two bucks. Thanks, buddy. It's two bucks. Nothing to say. That it? All right, let me go through uh, our sponsors here. Oh, here's Amon with his 22,000 followers. Uh, Fragments of the Game, written by Rick Aureliano. You can find that. That is a kind of a documentary book that goes through and historically looks at game and what has fallen by the wayside and what has stayed tried and true. Uh, interesting book there. Uh, the Path to Happiness, The Road to Freedom, written by Michael Seacrest. You can find that on the internet. This is... Uh, kind of a where should you go in life kind of book, how society should be organized. Uh, go ahead and get that if you want to give that to a young man or woman um, trying to figure their way out in life for Christmas. Uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill by my friend Adam Piggy. You can go to his website, pushingrubberdownhill.com, where you can find his book. He can't find his podcast anymore. I took that down. I hope he picks it up again. And uh, his blog. But another book you all must read is pushing rubber downhill. That is a great Christmas Christmas book. I say it ranks up there with uh, The Way of Men, but written by Jack Donovan. So check him out. Another Donovan, Donovan Sharp. Check out Donovan Sharp's channel. Check out his she. Uh, he also, older brother, Gen Xer, went through the ringer, knows his shit. Don't make mistakes he did. Don't make mistakes I did. <clears throat> Uh, and he's got a much more professional show than I do. He has big names on uh, at his studio. Uh, what else? PirateBookTakedown.com. Go to PirateBookTakedown.com if you're a content creator and you want sites that are pirating your information to have it taken down. Uh, Doug will go ahead and contact them. He'll put together a list of all the places that have your stuff illegally. And then he'll say, do you want me to go take care of it? And say, yeah. And you're going to give him a lot more money. Go to PirateBookTakedown.com. Better Bachelor, go to YouTube and check out Better Bachelor, hosted by Joker. Another absolute must. Look, if you guys don't believe me, he'll go through anecdote, anecdote after anecdote. Each video is just an example upon example upon example of the ROI playing out in the real world. Um, so take a look at Better Bachelor. Check out the following podcasts, if you will. Masculine Geek. The Goddamn Bacon at thegoddamnbacon.com. Jack Napier's Red Evening, starring Rob. Uh, and The Black Brigade. Go to theblackbrigade.org <clears throat> and check out those guys there. Uh, are we all cut up? Are we all cut up? I think we are. Miguel Angel Casillas, what did the hand say to the face slap? <laughs> I have dreams of this book making it to the to the top seller. <clears throat> I just like, you know, who doesn't? And I like, oh, okay, that makes things a lot easier now. I guess I will buy my hut in Croatia. But it's more like, oh, this would wake guy like, whoa, hang on. Hold on. Just put on the brakes. And you know what I would, what, what not necessarily the money. 
It'd be like we Fox News would call up or see. We want you to come on this show. Nah. Nah. It's already a bestseller. What do I need you guys for? Nah, I don't think I will come on your show. You want to come on my podcast? <laughs> Anderson Cooper. I want to We want you to come on the Anderson. We want, uh, who's the guy that uh, honey dicked uh, Roosh? Uh, Dr. Oz. We want you to come on the show. No, but you could come on my show, Dr. Oz. How you doing? There uh, won't be no traps. Won't be no traps, you asshole. You, you got questions, do you now? Okay, well, this is all being recorded, so you can't edit it and make it look like I'm a douche. It's all right here. It is like, some women say, what do you say to them? My book was a rib for women, and I don't care. I'm going fishing. Goodbye. <laughs> Just drop a big old deuce in the American forefront of, of, of gossip and thought and news media and walk out of the party. Just walk out of the house. Did you just shit in the, in the middle of the party? Yes. Bye. Come back here. No. Django geek for two bucks. No debt house paid working stem. Have some money. Awesome. Tell no one. All right. That's it. Uh, thanks for tuning into the shoe. I'm going to be out in South Dakota for a while. There will probably not be a podcast next week, Monday. Um, and I will probably try to get to asshole consulting. If you have a request out there, I just went through the archives. Like, oh yeah, I got a couple to do. Oh, now there's a $10 here. Here, here we go. Shane Walsh, 10 bucks. Just finished the book of numbers. And man, am I glad that I decided to rent and not an apartment. If it flies, floats, or fucks, it's cheaper to rent. Oh, I said decided to rent. Yes. Yes. The three Fs. If it flies, floats, or fornicates, if you wish to be proper, you rent. Although you can't cut that joke in banking anymore because the reing occurs. Miguel Angel Casillas, you should get on Fox and fight the virtuous left fight and then go on CNN and fight the religious right fight. Sit back and just watch people. Just people watch. I, I Look. If the book goes viral, you got to understand how unnecessary. And like, if I, I don't know why Trump even bothered with the media. In today's world with the internet, like, if I ever ran for president, I ever became famous, I, I just wouldn't even bother with the media. I'd be like, fuck off. Why, why am I talking to you? I have the internet. I don't need Fox News, little local news. I don't need an re interviewer or report. Every time I have talked to the media, like, if I've been interviewed for something, they have skewed it and lied every time. They've misrepresented what I said. And so there's no reason to go to the media. You just don't. Go fuck off, Trittle is a major. You know, matter of fact, why don't you go wash my car or something? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I got I got a, I got a channel. <clears throat> None of you need to go to the media. You can just say, oh, I got my channel. Oh, if you want to see my statement, go to my channel. You can lead right off with, hey, fuckos. You can curse and swear. You're not talking to the American people. Yeah, I am. I'm talking right. American people don't need you. We're bypassing all of Fox News, all of CNN, all of MSNBC, all of the Huffington Post. All here's go right here. Here's the source. Hey, everybody. It's the Clary Podcast. Yeah. What did you mean by that? I meant what I wrote. Didn't you read the book? Um. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Who do you do? Who do you do? Boo boo. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Toodle.